There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Got a little update on Bronny James, according to TMZ Sports. They were the first to break the news that Bronny had collapsed on campus at USC while working out. Cardiac arrest, called 911, unconscious, went to the hospital and was in ICU, now in stable condition. And according to TMZ Sports, Bronny James doing well enough after his health scare that his parents are, quote, relieved, sources with knowledge tell TMZ Sports. LeBron and his wife, Savannah, put everything on hold on Monday after Bronny suffered cardiac arrest while at practice. TMZ broke the story. Bronny, who was unconscious, rushed to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center and taken to the ICU. Uh, according to sources, we're told Bronny is doing much better, well enough that his parents are calmer. Not to say, of course, they're not anxious to know what caused Bronny's heart to stop. But they seem to have gotten enough reassurance from the doctors to tamp down the fear. One word used to describe them, optimistic. Bronny was in intensive care unit for only a short time. That is uh, one sign that reassured LeBron and his wife. I don't know if there's anything else. Sources say doctors still need to perform more tests to determine what triggered the cardiac arrest. Welcome to the program. It's hour two. We'll uh, check in with Shohei Otani's future with the Angels. John Morosi, who has been pretty much the lead baseball insider on this, will ask him the possibility if a week from now Shohei Otani is in another uniform. Stat of the day is always brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Supercharge your summer. WWE's biggest superstars at the sold-out Ford Field in Detroit. Summer Slam live Saturday, August 5th at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. They're going to have a kickoff show at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, exclusively on Peacock, which is where you can find this program. Download the app if you haven't done so. Good morning to our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and uh, the uh, number of radio stations around America closing in on 400 cities. We had big contract news yesterday. The highest contract, the uh, biggest contract in NFL history, 
and the biggest contract in NBA history, both on the same day. Justin Herbert, five years, 262. Jalen Brown, five years, 304. Paulie came up with a great poll question. And, uh, Seaton, would you update the poll results from hour one? Uh, who is better in their sport, Jalen Brown or Justin Herbert? The disrespect <laughs> in this poll result is just towards Jalen Brown. Staggering. 82% say Justin Herbert is better in his sport than Jalen Brown. Good grief. Okay. Jalen Brown is more accomplished. I don't know if that makes him better. But he has done more. He's gone to the NBA Finals, uh, second-team All-NBA. Although he's been in the NBA twice as long as Justin Herbert has been in the NFL. That's kind of weird. But, you know, Jalen Brown was probably 19 when he came into the NBA. And here's Justin Herbert playing half the time. No playoff success so far. But he's a very good quarterback. It's the going rate. But what's Joe Burrow going to get? Does he get five years, 263? You said to Joe Burrow right now, five years, 263, you good? Does he want five years, 270? And you're dealing with the Bengals, too. Yes, Mark. Can a quarterback put a clause in their contract that says, I have to be a top five paid quarterback? We used to have that with Warren Moon, the great agent Lee Steinberg. Put that clause in. I think Warren Moon had to be maybe top three highest paid players in the NFL. And so every time somebody would get a raise, then Warren Moon got a raise. Fritzy, would you check that? Would you Google that? But I think Lee Steinberg had that clause in Warren Moon's contract. If it was top five highest paid or top three. Yes, Paul. If you're Joe Bur- Burrow and his agent, you looked at it. Would you want the similar contract five years or would you want a year less? Or a year more. You can make the case that a year less, you get to a new cap and you get to your next contract faster. Or a year more and it's more guaranteed money. I don't know what the logic is. I don't know what you know how they sort of uh, structure these deals. Team friendly, get it now, get it later. Patrick Mahomes is going to get it later. They're going to redo that deal by the time they do that. But I would think so. I would think so. Um and I, I think sometimes we look at these numbers and we go, well, you got to pay your quarterback, but you don't have to pay a, you know, a forward in the NBA, that kind of money. Like Jokic would be worth that, right? How many players would be worth that in the context of they're giving out this money, that money's going somewhere, and you only have you know, 12, 13 players that you have to pay. I mean, that's why if, if we had 13 players who played in the NFL, what would Patrick Mahomes be getting? He'd, he'd get $100 million a year. But it's the sport, the salary cap, all those things. The NBA, you just have a luxury tax there. Yeah, Mark. But it does look bad when Dante DiVincenzo is making more money than Saquon Barkley. <laughs> all right. Who would you rather have? Dante DiVincenzo oh, or Saquon Man, no one's doing that. <laughs> if I need a guy off the bench to give me 18 solid minutes, maybe Saquon. Okay. You want to be a running back or you want to be a backup play, a role player in the NBA? Oh, role player. Yeah, you're going to make a lot oh, more money. Make right? more money. And you got a long career. You'll have double the career uh, that Saquon Barkley will. Yeah, Paul. Would you rather be the eighth or ninth option on an NBA team for a decade or Chase Daniel? Oh, I want to be, I want to play. Ten, okay, 10th man on the bench where you get 
You're not a you're not a rotation guy. But Chase Daniels made forty million in his career without with playing about twenty games. Yeah, but he still has to show up and put in the time and the right. effort. If you're going to put in the time and the effort, I want to play. So you're going to go NBA? Absolutely. I don't want to hold a clipboard. But Chase Daniel will join us next hour. I got to make sure that I don't come off like like I admire that he embraced being a backup quarterback. But I want to know what does it take to get to the point where, and he was a good college quarterback at Missouri, that you understand I'm going to be a backup quarterback. Part of understanding your lot in life is what is your lot in life? Now, how do I embrace this? Is this who I am? Do I want more? Do I always want more? Do I have un, you know unrealistic expectations? Chase Daniel, I'm sure, would love to start, love to play. But at some point, he had to go, I'm going to kind of zero in on being a backup quarterback. And I appreciate that. So he'll join us coming up a little bit later on. Yes, Todd? I'm looking at a story from September of 91 that says, Warren Moon's contract states that if he's among the NFL's top three rated quarterbacks, he must earn the average of the league's three highest paid players. Moon was rated second in 1990, but no one was certain who the three highest paid players were. Okay. Are we going to keep that? Well, that poll question is a runaway, Seton. Do we have any uh, other options that... uh... Got another one here that Paul okay. just uh, sent in. The Which outside top 10 quarterback would you take to start your franchise? He's got some options okay. here. Okay, all right, Paul. This is based off Steve Young. I think Steve Young is chronically underrated historically at the quarterback position because his career was seven, eight years, and he missed all his 20s. Yeah. But as far as, like, if you told me I could start my team with any quarterback, Steve Young would be ahead of some of the top 10 guys. So I was thinking guys who are – I looked at a bunch of lists. There's a bunch of guys who are outside the top 10 with conventional wisdom, would you take to start your franchise, Jim Kelly, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Those are like the five I threw out there. They're all considered like 10 through 20 in the rankings. So those are the, the all-time rankings? Those are 10 through 20? I, they're in that list. I looked at a bunch of different lists, and guys like Roethlisberger, Eli, Jim Kelly. No, oh, I'd take Steve Young in a second. In today's NFL, Steve Young. Steve Young's going to rush for 1,000 yards, and he's the most accurate passer probably in NFL history. He was completing 70% when guys were struggling to complete 50%. And he even said that, give me today's NFL, this is, this is my NFL, where you get to run. When he was playing, it was always, hey, go through your progression, Steve. Bill Walsh would say that. Hey, don't just look one place and then go, I'm going to tuck it and run. Now you can look one, one place and go, I'm going to run. And the field is wide open, and Steve was an, a fabulous runner. Yes, Marv. Yeah, he would have thrown 84 touchdowns in a mm, season. I don't think so. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm exaggerating, guys. 58. <laughs> no. Okay, but how many would Marino throw for? 108. <laughs> he threw 48 in 1984. That I know. sounds nuts. I know. Guys are just breaking these records now. That's why I'm always impressed with Dan Marino. Yeah, Dan Marino, he's an OG. When it comes to the modern NFL, like it changed. Because I, I grew up when Bart Starr and Frank Ryan and some of these other quarterbacks, if they threw 15 times. I mean, you did have Johnny Unitas and Joe Willie, but you had a lot of these quarterbacks who were like, no, nope, we're going to pound the ball, play good defense, and uh, maybe a couple of timely passes. It was rare when you went, man, they're going to win with their passing game. Yes, Marv. And that Niners team, Ricky Waters, one of your favorites and one of my favorites also, he was – they were ahead of their time. This was the modern game. 
Well, Steve Young said that yesterday. What Bill Walsh has done and Bill Walsh disciples, he changed the NFL. You could say that Paul Brown uh, probably was Bill Walsh before Bill Walsh and then changed the NFL. Bill Walsh came along and changed the NFL. Everything that he was doing, how he was doing it, was so far, as Steve Young said, he was 30 years ahead of his time with the West Coast offense. And now we look at it and we go, yeah, everybody runs it. But back then, he was doing something that was innovative and so far advanced from everybody else. I like that he gave Mike Holmgren all of his files. When Mike Holmgren went to the Packers, he was like, here you go. Here's everything. And then they ended up meeting in the NFC title game that year, and Mike Holmgren and the Packers beat the 49ers. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. We'll get a couple of phone calls in here. John Morosi's done a great job keeping an eye on Shohei Otani. He'll join us coming up. Doug in North Carolina is back. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind? Well, this may be another poll question. I wanted to tell you about a conversation I had yesterday with a friend, and all you need to know about this guy is he's a music professor, but I simply asked if he watched the British Open this weekend, and he said, ah, I hate watching golf, and there's a one-hit wonder in the lead. So we ended up talking about the best one-hit wonders of all time. Some of the names we threw out were Jeremy Lin, Buster Douglas, Mark the Bird, and I'd love to hear Polly's opinion on this. The one that I nominated was Ron Kittle of the Chicago White Sox, who had a great rookie year but never did anything other than that. So I'm just wondering, who do you think is the best one-hit wonder of all time? One-hit wonder. Would that be one game? One season? One season, one period of time. It could be anything, however you interpret it. I would put Don Larson up there because he threw a perfect game in the World Series. And you want to talk about, you know, the headline was, I think, imperfect man throws perfect game. Something like that. But he threw a perfect game in the World Series playing for the Yankees. That's a pretty good one-hit wonder. Yeah, Paul. I would throw out, remember Timmy Smith, the running back for the Washington Redskins at the time? He uh, won Super Bowl MVP in 87. He had the big monster Super Bowl game. I think he played two more seasons of professional football. He did nothing else. Yeah. That's a, like the, where it wasn't like a nine year career. It was, it was that, and that's it. Yeah, Marv. Paulie, forgive me. Are the 85 Bears a part of that? Oh, wow. Where yeah, it's, it's fair-ish. It's almost like the song, an artist, the song is so good. You're like, Psh, oh, he's about to have a ton. He's about to have a few more hits. And then he does nothing else, and they were just so dominant. I think it's fair criticism. They're, they underwhelmed compared to the window they had. No team has dined out more on one championship. And literally, the 85 Bears. No doubt. No one. Could they be the most overrated team because they're they're because of that one year they weren't great they should have been sustainable and they weren't and then uh, didn't McMahon get hurt Yeah, the next year next was like year Flutie and but, guys but yeah you look at it and you go okay all right you got one year out of that uh, there are times when I look at teams and I go God they should have been great uh, Giants when they dominated. Yeah, uh, the 86 Mets probably would be on that list because that team had talent. Yeah, good manager, good pitching staff, and they gave us 86. Yes, yes, Eaton. So not exactly the same as the Bears, but that undefeated Dolphins team, <laughs> they've certainly yeah, made a, uh, you know, a living out of that. Yep, 
uh, they have dined out maybe more. Well, we don't hear about them dining out. Not as much. No, the Bears, it still comes up. I don't, because you could be in Miami and it's not like the Dolphins undefeated team will come up in conversation. You can be in Chicago. It doesn't take long <laughs> right. for somebody to say, you know, that uh, that reminds me of that Bear team went undefeated. You That's know, coach. Yeah. Yes, more. This might be generational, but for people my age, maybe the 08 Celtics, where it's like, man, <laughs> I hear way too much from a team that won one championship. Wow. Okay. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce on line one. Kevin Garnett, line two. Yeah. Like, Paul Pierce is still fighting for his, his – he wants his flowers. I and noticed it, my guy's leaving out Ray Allen, though, which is – Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. I guess he doesn't ever talk about Favoritism. Ray. <laughs> Ray, Ray's not going to talk about that 018. Marvin's about to throw hands, I think. Yeah. Throw a little hand. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, excuse me. You're throwing hands. I was going to put Big Baby under the bus before I put Ray under. Big oh. Baby. <laughs> Big Baby. What do you, you call that Victor Wambayama? Like, calling him soft? Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. Kevin Garnett <laughs> made you cry on the bench, so relax. <laughs> Kevin Garnett can make probably anybody cry, it feels like, except for Tim Duncan. You're not wrong. You're, thank you, Marvin. Thank you. You're not wrong. Let me take a break. We'll talk some baseball. And uh, John Morosi, MLB Network, will join us. And we'll take a break. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Traeger. Traeger is doing it again. They've done it again. Join the Traeger hood. Go to Traeger.com. In case you're wondering, T-R-A-E-G-E-R. Traeger.com. they got to get Trey Young to be part of uh, Traeger. Right? He should be a spokesperson for them. Uh, don't forget to use DP Show at checkout for free shipping. I'm trying to get Chad from Traeger to go to Dublin with us and see. I, they sell Traegers over there, I believe. And I thought if we could get him to cook the um, Irish dishes, that would be nice. Some bangers and mash. Uh, let's see. Uh, fish and chips. Would, would that sure. fall under the umbrella? Smoke it. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Heck, yeah. That'd be good. The new Ironwood that uh, launched earlier this year, it is loaded with all kinds of goodies there. Wi-Fi or connectivity, you can be on your cell phone, you can control your Traeger. Uh, the Flat Rock Flat Top Grill, more flavors, meals to explore. You can get your inspiration at Traeger.com. See what else is cooking in the Traeger hood. Don't forget, use DP Show at checkout for free shipping. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or Rent Frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope. I was wrong because then I tried right brand bacon and honestly, I was speechless. And you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly, but it was mind blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job. And I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. We stumbled onto something with the help of Doug in North Carolina. One hit wonders in the world of sports. By the way. Here's a stat. Since May 26th, the Cincinnati Reds are 3-9 against the Milwaukee Brewers. They're 32-9 against everybody else in Major League Baseball. Woo! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the stat of the day! Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. John Morosi, MLB Network Insider. He'll be across MLB Network's programming, including extensive trade deadline coverage next Tuesday. That's August 1st. And uh, you got the Mariners Twins coming up this afternoon. First pitch scheduled for 110 Eastern. John, kind enough to join us. What's the latest on Shohei Otani, John? Dan, good morning. Uh, for Shohei Otani and the Angels right now, they're actually playing pretty good baseball. They've won seven out of nine, and now they have their playoff odds moving up towards 16%. Uh, so what I'm being told by sources, Dan, they're going to wait until this series wraps up in Detroit and then their weekend series in Toronto. So we're still probably waiting until Sunday to know if they're truly buying or selling. Wait, so it's that tenuous? 
it's that tenuous. It's that tenuous. Potentially the most significant trade in North American pro sports since Gretzky is riding on the next five games <laughs> for the Los Angeles Angels. And one of those series will be in Canada, in Toronto, right, uh, right up the block from Wayne Gretzky's restaurant, if it's still there. Exactly. Not too far from Brampton, Ontario, where uh, number 99 is from. But no, it's it's a great wow. point, Dan. And it's, it's one of the more amazing stories in sports, not just what happens with Shohei in the coming days, but also where he ends up playing as of opening day next year. And, and it really is a global story that, at least from my perspective, we can't talk about enough. I thought it was wishful reporting. Like, we we like chaos, we like change, we like when stars move around. I grew up in an era, I'm sure you did too, where your stars usually stayed with the same team. I get the, you know, capitalism, free market, all of that. But let's look at this logically. If you were going to trade for Shohei Otani, first of all, the Angels are going to get prospects, I'm guessing. So then you got Mike Trout and you're going to be in a rebuild, which to me doesn't make sense. If I'm going to trade for him, he's got to sign with me. But then if I'm going to trade for him, they're willing to trade him. Why not wait until the end of the season when he's a free agent? I don't give up my farm system. I know I have to pay $600 million. I just don't understand the logic. Help me understand the logic of this with a team that would trade for Otani. We'll start there, sure. and then we'll go to the Angels. Sure, Dan. It's a great question. And I think at the outset, I'll make clear that there's a pretty big gap between the Angels being willing to move him and a trade actually happening. Okay. Because to your point, for the Angels to move a player of this caliber, especially when they're playing better, you're going to have to buy them out of the chance to contend with Shohei for the balance of this season and, very importantly, Dan, to potentially see him hit home run number 60 in your uniform. Let's reflect on that photo for a moment and how many places that photograph will hang for a long time, home run number 60 or beyond for Shohei Otani and the value to your brand in doing that. So I think the reason why you bring him in now is because he does have a manifestly massive impact on your brand, on your team. He may well be the MVP. So it's certainly the type of rental player and impact you go back and think about the 08 Dodgers and how Manny Ramirez changed that team. It's that kind of, a, of an impact at the middle part of the season. But, Dan, to your point, for you to make this trade, you have to be quite sure that you're already going to the playoffs and you'll have him potentially make you a World Series team and also that you would have two or three of the top 100 prospects in the sport to make it worth the Angels' while. That is a really narrow road to turn and, and navigate, and one of the reasons why I still think the odds are likely that Otani stays in Anaheim through the rest of this season. Yeah, I, I, I like the possibility of chaos here, but I understand the logic of just the business side of this. I can't trade for him if I don't know if he's going to resign, and if he wants to go to market, which it sounds like his agent wants him to go, you know, saying he's earned the right to be a free agent. I'll just wait. If I'm the Dodgers, I don't have to give up my farm system. Or if Tampa Bay wants to get in, uh, Baltimore, I think you've talked about, maybe the Diamondbacks. Is it going to be an American League team? If Otani would be traded, would it be an American League team he would go to? 
You know, Dan, it's a great question. I don't think it's necessarily the case. I think that broadly speaking, we could see an NL team get him. Uh, and you mentioned a few teams that are really intriguing, uh, like the Rays, like the Orioles, like the D-backs. Those three teams in particular are better than expected this year, and he could make a massive impact on them for a couple months. And if he helps them win a World Series, if he helps uh, if he gets himself to 60 home runs in that uniform, we have to take a bit of a step back and say Shohei is a global icon in the way of well, let's borrow from a different sport right now. Think about what Lionel Messi is doing right now for soccer in South Florida and in our country, broadly speaking. The kit that he's wearing in Miami is instantly, with a couple weeks worth of games, becoming one of the fastest selling bits of sports memorabilia in the world. Now, Shohei and Messi are different in some ways, but the global sports comparison, I think, is appropriate here to where if you're the Rays, the Diamondbacks, um, the Orioles, the chances of him signing with you next year are quite remote because I do think the Dodgers have a pretty good home field advantage there. So this is your shot hmm. to have your Messi moment <laughs> is right now. And, and there certainly is a reasonable price to be paid to have that chance. Baseball got rid of the second trade deadline. Right. Remember when a player, if he cleared waivers, then you could still trade for them after the first. Why, why did they get rid of that second trade deadline? You know, Dan, it's really interesting. And of course, Justin Verlander helped the Astros win the World Series six years ago with a August 31st trade. There used to be the waiver trade deadline that effectively existed at the end of August. Baseball wanted to eliminate the the uncertainty and often the confusion that came when we would report on trade waivers in August, there was a lot of um, there's a lot of opaqueness about what that meant for a particular player. So as a result, it's more of a unified idea. It's July 31st, or in this case, August 1st. But Dan, there are a lot of people in the industry who would like to see this trade deadline be a little bit later because what what you have now is the one unified trade deadline, and now because of the expanded playoffs, more teams that are on the bubble and not really sure about their direction the angels and otani that's one case but the cubs are in the same conversation mm. a number of other teams are as well uh, and i think it's it's certainly a big topic for a lot of gms around the sport to maybe have a little bit of a later trade deadline in the future I'm talking to john morosi baseball insider for mlb network the Aaron judge injury injury first it was seemed like oh he just stubbed his toe and then all of a sudden, he did more than stub his toe, and then we're still waiting for him to come back, and maybe he comes back as early as this weekend. But uh, how did we get to this point with Aaron Judge's injury that it took him this long to realize that he had a fracture there? Right, Dan. It, it's a really difficult situation for Aaron and for the Yankees overall. And, and to your point, it's been almost two months since he's played a game for the Yankees. And in that time, the American League East race has changed significantly. The Yankees have fallen back. They've fallen all the way to the bottom of the division. Uh, and, and now what we're not so sure about is to what extent he is going to be impacted by this for the balance of the season, uh, how it'll be handled in the offseason. What we know is that time is very short. And maybe there was initially some swelling in that area that made it difficult to fully discern what was going on. But clearly for someone who prides himself on being in the lineup as often as Aaron is, he's such a professional player, Dan, on and off the field. And, and I know this is just aching him to miss this amount of time and to see the impact on his full team 
without him. I think it's had a huge impact on Anthony Rizzo, had a huge impact on DJ LeMahieu. They're simply not the same team without him. And if anything, Dan, it's really underscored why he was um, <laughs> the right choice as the MVP last year and why he was worth uh, all the money they spent on him during the offseason as well. Also, I think this is right. Mark McGuire may have gone through this, but if Otani would get traded to the National League, then that he wouldn't win the MVP. Uh, they wouldn't combine his stat. Like, there's no way he could be the MVP because he would then be traded to the National League so his stats would only be attributed to the second half of the season or in August on in, in the NL. Is that correct? Right, Dan. So, so those two awards are voted on separately by the baseball writers in each individual league. Uh, but one thing we've known, Dan, and I'll say this, Otani would be eligible for the award in each league. It, it would be up to each individual voter, and I've been one in the past, to decide if he had done enough in either four months or alternatively well, two Well, let me months. ask you that, though, John. Let's say he's traded next Tuesday. Who would be your MVP in the American League at the end of the season? I, I, let's put it this way. I would still consider him because let's think about this. It's it's four months of elite performance in two disciplines, Dan. So <laughs> I, I would have to say this. Right now, the MVP in the American League is Otani and will be Otani until someone proves otherwise. And, and could Adley Rutschman, if he – catapults the Orioles to a, a a division championship as the catcher and and the anchor of the lineup. Yeah. There's a compelling case there. If Bo Bichette gets the Jays to the playoffs playing a great shortstop although he's he's scuffled a bit offensively in recent days, there is not an obvious second choice. It's not like last year where it was Judge or Otani and you were happy either way or even the year before when it was Vladdy or Otani. That was an obvious one too. There is not a clear heir apparent, Dan, and if there's one thing we know for sure with Otani, all the rules that we used to think were sacrosanct no longer apply. Thank you, John. That's the first time I think sacrosanct has been used on the show, Paulie? Yeah, that's confirmed. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, John Morosi. We appreciate it, John. Baseball Thanks, Network Dan. Insider. They got baseball coming up today. Mariners Twins first pitch scheduled for uh, 110 Eastern. I mean, he made it sound pretty tenuous. Like these next two series, Detroit and Toronto, and let's say the Angels only have a couple of wins. I don't see him moved. I don't. I just, I'm looking at the logic of this. It's too complex to do it. Just, there are too many moving parts. I think we're interested in it, fascinated by him. And, but, but he would still be the MVP. He'd probably still win the MVP in the American League if he was traded. Mark McGuire, this happened when he went to the Cardinals. And I don't know what year that was, but he was probably going to be the American League MVP with the Oakland A's. And then he was traded to the Cardinals, I believe, if that sounds, I don't know, going through my uh, Rolodex, my baseball Rolodex. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I got that happening in uh, 1997. Okay. Uh, he was on Oakland for 105 games and St. Louis for 51 games. Yeah. Uh, a couple of phone calls. Uh, Neil in Washington. Hey, Neil, what's on your mind today? Hey, morning, DP. Morning. Uh, I just... Uh... Wanted to point out that uh, I've been listening since the Attic days, and if there were ever was proof that uh, Messi has changed the landscape of American sports, it's uh, that you guys just spent an entire segment on soccer. <laughs> yeah, all right, Neil. You know, I evolve. You know, not set in my ways. Chipping away. Yeah. Little by little. Seton's got four and a half years to chip away. 
Good luck with that. It's going to be a great Good. four and a half years, Dan. I'm just saying. <laughs> Copa America next year? World oh. Cup? Buddy, this is it. This is the best time. Yeah. If Ronaldo comes over here. Hey. Oh. Let's go. When he's 40. Why not? He'll be coming over here. Well, when he was 36, he was uh, dominating Serie A, not MLS. So <laughs> that's, the, that's the shot between like Messi, like. Oh. Messi's already in the retirement oh. league. Ronaldo was still playing meaningful wow. soccer. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it, Messi fans. <laughs> but you're a Messi fan over Ronaldo. Me? Ooh. Uh, no, I would probably be a Ronaldo fan oh. over Messi. But I don't really, I don't know that I've ever really drawn that battle line, but. Oh, I'm asking you to do oh, it Oh, you're right really putting me on the spot now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's content. It's hey, just all either. in good fun. That's all it is. Yeah, two guys who love to win an argument, and we're just going back and forth, just, you know, volleying back and forth. That's all it is. Sacrosanct. Do you know what sacrosanct means, Todd? I just looked it up. I can share it. According oh, okay. to uh, Miriam Webster and such. Did you know? It feels like a, an injury to a guy. It does sound like something sacrosanct <laughs> would hurt. What happened? Oh, my freaking sacrosanct. Four to six weeks you're out there. <laughs> a principal place of routine regarded as too important or valuable to be interfered with. The sanctity, I guess it's part of that sacrosanct word. Oh, oh man, my sacrosanct. <laughs> Got to be careful with that sacrosanct. It takes yeah. a long time to heal. My plums. Uh, Jason in Dayton joins us. Hi, Jason. What's on your mind today? Dan, how you doing? Good, sir. Good, good. Uh, first time caller, height and weight is beefy. Uh, <laughs> um, I was only 14 at the time, but I remember Jack Armstrong for the 1990 Cincinnati Reds as a one-hit wonder. He started the All-Star game, and he was pretty rough after that and pretty rough the rest of his career. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I mean, Mark the Bird Fidrich was a big deal. Big deal. He might have been on the cover of Time Magazine. If you guys can check that. And maybe it's just Sports Illustrated, but for some reason, Mark the Bird Fidrich was a phenomenon. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, he came on the scene for the Detroit Tigers in 76. Yep. 19 and 9, led the NL uh, AL in uh, ERA 2.34, second to Cy Young, rookie of the year. Like you said, he was on every magazine. He he appeared on Sesame Street. Yeah. Well, his Big Bird was his nickname. Yeah. He played four more seasons and never won more than six games. Because he used to uh, kind of manicure the mound. When he would pitch, he'd get down on his hands and knees and use his hands to like fill in the dirt when he was pitching. Uh, and he, he just he was different. Different look. Had big bushy hair. And they called him Big Bird. And he was a big deal. Like David Tyree might be as big a one-hit wonder as we've ever had. Right? That was one moment in his career. The last catch of his career. Does anybody remember what his previous catch was? Because <laughs> it feels like he had one catch. Yes, Marv. He caught, he caught a touchdown pass in that same Super Bowl. Okay. All right, bloop, bloop. Yeah, all right, thanks, Marvin. Yeah, right, buzz kill. Oh, sorry <laughs> no, about that. No, sorry. it would have been great if we go, I don't remember. Yeah, right. Thanks for knowing things, yeah. Marvin. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't work around I'm really sorry. You stupid or something. <laughs> yeah, you smart or Are something? Are you smart or something? <laughs> did you finish second in your class like Todd did? 300 in second. <laughs> 
And who is more street smart? Definitely not me. No, it's such true. Yeah, salutatorian, three dollars and uh, the D train. That's uh, that'll get you. So you were salute. Would you rather be the valedictor salutatorian or two uh, hundredth in your class? I was very proud to be salutatorian in junior high school and high school, and I was friends with the person that uh, was valedictorian. So it wasn't like they were my arch rivals that got three tenths of a point higher on an economics test or something. So it was all good. <laughs> You're over it. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I had I had a whole lot of fun in high school and college, Todd. I missed out on. Yeah, something. I had a whole lot of fun. You're hanging out with the girls. I'm memorizing. And, and look, the... it's just like I would say to McLovin, you went to an Ivy League school, and you're sitting here with us. All those extra credit book reports. And Same room. Atomic radii of boron. All those memorizations. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Atomic radii of boron. <laughs> it might as well have been in Greek. What are you even talking? That's yeah. not, not even real words, Todd. Yeah. Use real words. I mean, I'm meeting up and making out with chicks, and you're, you know. I'm balancing equations, basically. <laughs> Kubrick sulfate lab, nice. Pythagorean theorem always uh, intrigued me. Isosceles triangle, always in. I was fascinated with it, but I never really explored it. Be like, all right, I like that. All right, you tell me what it is, and I'll write it down on my paper. Yes, Marv. Todd definitely celebrated Pi Day. Like, oh, it's March 14th, everyone. <laughs> Pi equals. All right. Pi equals. Everybody come over to my house. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Why don't you ask Kathy Minerva out of Dorn Cologne? And now nah, I want to look at the periodic table some more. I'll put that up on my wall. Oh, you got nice periodic tables Easy. there, huh? There. That was my pickup line. How about we take a break here? We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. 
It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I, I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Who sings this, Marvin? This is Redbone. Oh, okay. One Hit Wonder. Okay. All right. What's the music theme for Friday's show? You know what? I'm going to go with, uh, for the five of us, Favorite cover songs. Okay. Oh, man. I got to give that some thought. Hmm. Favorite cover song. All right. Yeah, Paul. Because there's two directions you can go there. It, it could be like a favorite cover that someone else did of your favorite band or the favorite cover your band did of someone else. Hmm. Like if you're, I'm a Tom Petty, <laughs> I'm a Tom Petty fan. Yeah. And there's a great cover George Strait did of, uh, won't uh, back down. No, George Strait. Uh, American Girl. No, it's like a oh, I can't last that. dance with Mary Jane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Free Fallen. You wreck me. Oh, George Strait yeah. covered "You Wreck Me" yeah, by Tom Petty. It's fantastic. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, we got to see George Strait dance. We got to hook that up. Yeah. Oh, that's enough. That's like how many more tours does the guy have? I'd like to see him. It just your where, voice went up a little bit. No, where do I get to see him? Well, he's not going to come here, I don't think. Well, is he going to be in the general vicinity? Checking. I could go he's a see. handsome fellow, I'll tell you that. Yes, he, he is. He could be up for Golden Bachelor. Yes, he could be. Oh. I don't know his marital status, yeah. but I'm just saying. Would you rather look like George Strait or Nick Faldo? Mm. Oh, man. Mm. That's a toughie. But I don't get their careers. Yeah, I'll give you their careers as well. Those are mm. two high-end careers. I, I'm going to go George Strait. Nobody's dropping Nick Faldo's name in a song, but there, there's a lot of these country artists who will drop in George Strait. Yeah, I'd probably do George Strait. Seems like he's had a pretty great... He's, he's one of the uh, OGs, isn't he? Is he up there, Mount Rushmore, country singers? I, See, that would be difficult. So I got our Waylon and Willie up there, Johnny Cash up there, Hank Williams up oh. there, like there's, ooh. I think George Strait is kind of like uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. in that he's entrenched. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
I don't want to go down that road and be told to stay in my lane on the Mount Rushmore. Of- Can you technically say I'm choosing to stay in my lane? Yeah, yeah, I'm staying in my lane. I don't know. I just throw these names out there. Can you text Darius and, and see his thoughts on it? Darius is avoiding me. Darius Rucker <laughs> is avoiding me. Saw this coming. For one reason. Yes, Todd. And I got a note from his publicist saying, unfortunately, this week doesn't work out. He's got a lot of stuff going on, so... We'll see what happens for mm. next week as far as an appearance okay. on the show. The, the concert is in nine days. That is correct. Next Friday. You were supposed to sing two songs prior to the start of his show. And it seems like it's going to get negotiated down to me going, I don't know, maybe just playing the bongos in the background or something. No, that's what I do. Yes, Eaton. If it doesn't happen, do we strike? <laughs> um, in support of Todd? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. no. Yes. Darius's friendship means more. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Five appearances a year. But I text it's infinitely outweighs yes. working with Todd for yeah. 20 years. I text Darius. <laughs> I said, hey, when you coming on, we got to talk about Fritzy singing, uh, paying off the bet. Crickets. <laughs> no response at all. None. What if you text him and said, hey, I'm with Sandler. He said hello. Hmm. Hey, I'm with uh, Tyreek Hill. He says hello. All right. Hey, I'm with Tua. We're practicing our jujitsu falls. Is that what he's doing, jujitsu? Something like that. Yeah, something like One that. of those. Martial arts. We're practicing our... The jujitsu community is very upset with us right now. <laughs> what? Lumping them all together. I, I... It's actually a very specific <laughs> discipline. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg could beat you up. Zuckerberg is jacked. Yeah, I know. That's why when Elon Musk was going after him, I go, easy, because I'm going to go Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. There's no chance. Yeah. I'm going Zuckerberg. But you know what, though? If you're young and a billionaire, you better be in good shape. I mean, what the heck? No, if you're young and you're a billionaire, you don't have to be in shape. No, you should be. (laughs) You should be. Get yourself in great shape. Do you want to go Bezos? Bezos went, you know, he... Piled it on. Gun show. Yeah, he's not afraid to take it. But if you're always with your your girlfriend and she's always got a bathing suit on and you're always on a yacht, chances are you're going to have your shirt off. Yeah. Got to look got to look good. I mean, I haven't seen Warren Buffett with his shirt off in a while, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Buffett can do when he's benching. You know, I'm just 325 over under. Yeah. Two hours in the books on this Wednesday. Final hour coming up, the art of being a backup quarterback. Chase Daniel will join us. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete 
albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 